And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dub on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, January the 30th, 2024. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from New York, Brooklyn, New York. Well, we haven't done this in a while. Feeling rusty. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah, we're still on off-season mode. But I got a hot take for you. Okay. It has to do with the NFL playoffs. You ready? Oh, good. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm excited <laughs> about this hot take. I don't think you're going to be. Um, all right, here's the hot take. The NFL has a Taylor Swift problem. Okay? Go on. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. I think that, you know, whether or not it was a planned relationship when Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift started dating, the NFL people were, like, so fucking pumped, right? Because Taylor Swift is more popular than the NFL by people, Like, the NFL people, the people who work for the NFL. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is going to expand our brand to a whole new demographic. And I think that it started off that way. Right. But here's the problem that they okay. have now <clears throat> Taylor Swift is too popular that sure. it is no longer like the NFL is slowly disappearing into the shadow of Taylor Swift. Because <laughs> if you. It was the AFC and NFC championship game last weekend, right, on Sunday. And if you spent any time, like, reading – if you wanted to find the score of those games, you had to scroll through, like, 18 Taylor Swift articles to even get to, like, recaps. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's no – there's no – like, the 49ers game might as well not have happened at all. Uh Uh Like – I still don't know who won that game. The but, 40 years. Right. Right. Um, but there's the, the NFL is in danger of, like, if she shows up to the Super Bowl, forget about it. I mean, she's showing up to the Super Bowl. I thought she had a show in Tokyo oh, the same yeah, day. Yeah. You can get there. She See, get there. I know that. I don't know what the score of the 49ers <laughs> Lions game or whatever. I don't even know who's playing in that game. <laughs> you, but you do know that's going right. to be a problem because Taylor Swift is playing. Right. And so you don't know where I read about that? ESPN. Right. That was- <laughs> I, okay, I got you. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. I read, though, that during the. <laughs> I think this is on the Times or the Athletic B on the Times that during the entire AFC championship game, Taylor Swift was actually on the screen for a grand total of 44 seconds. Like they did on the TV. TV, Yeah. They did one shot of her for the entire game and everyone's all mad about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, you know that. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. I've been on X. And the MAGA conservatives are losing their goddamn minds over yeah, this. as they should be. My favorite one is this guy. Who, okay, this guy, Nick Adams. She's going to turn them all liberal. I think that he's a troll job. Like, nobody can be this ridiculous. And for real? For real. Like, he, yeah. he's this dude, he's from Australia, but he, like, puts American flags on everything that he owns he's really into being like an alpha male when he's definitely a pretty short like pudgy pasty looking guy and all they all are all those alphas yeah (laughs) anyway he was tweeting about um oh my god it was so funny that travis kelsey because his team won the afc championship he gets a seventy thousand dollar bonus Right, uh-huh. and and then Nick Adams is like, "Is it starting to make sense to you now? Everything about Taylor Swift, and everybody's like, what? <laughs> the implication being that Taylor Swift is like catfishing Travis Kelsey for his 
$70,000 bonus. When she's a billionaire. She's a billionaire, right? I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember if she was a billionaire. Can she say multi-billionaire? <clears throat> Travis Kelsey is very rich and probably worth like one percent of what yeah. is worth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, um I've also loved reading different conspiracy theories that this is all an excuse to get Joe Biden reelected. Yeah, yeah. You told me about you talked about that on the podcast like a month ago. Yeah, that this is a big part of the Democratic Party's <coughs> theme. Yep, like the Democratic yeah. Party could I do. Mean, open your eyes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite one was people arguing after the games that the games are scripted, that the NFL is scripting the games. Because they want Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to endorse Joe Biden at halftime. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy. Because the NFL is definitely pro-democratic party in everything that they do. Right. And it's like in Kansas, in Missouri. No, it's not in Vegas. But Kansas City is in Missouri. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Deep blue Kansas City, Missouri, right? Yeah. Did you actually watch any of the games? Yeah. 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 I, I, I watched. Yeah. Did I want? No. Nope. The sad thing know. was the uh, everybody was getting on the Detroit Lions bandwagon. Oh, yeah. I was a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm in a I'm in a playoff pick'em league. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. Like you just pick the winners, and it's like you know whatever. And I picked the I picked against the Lions this week. Oh, you picked against the Lions? Ugh, smart. Yeah. Popular decision. Everybody was rooting for the Lions. I think that the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL this year. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I know they have the same record as the Lions, and I know that people are really like, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I'm going to pick next week, actually, because I have this yeah. thing like, I'm not sure you pick against Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. Um, but I do think that talent-wise, the best team in the NFL is San Francisco. I I 100% agree. They got McCaffrey. Right. Who well, I think is maybe the best player in yep. the NFL. Yeah. Kittle. Who's the number one wide receiver? Um, Debo Samuel, maybe. Debo Samuel. Yeah. And then this guy, Brock Purdy, is Purdy. the shit. So he was like bad in college, right? Was he? Yeah. He played for the Iowa State Cyclones. Cool. He was. I feel really- like. He should be like, he should be one of those schmaltzy country singers with yeah. a name like Brock Purdy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking rhinestone cowboy, you know? <laughs> and Brock Purdy becoming like the star in the NFL has really made me question the value. I've talked to you about this before. Question the value of quarterbacks. Right. Like you can, the 49ers could just take. Some Joe out of Iowa State, Ames, Iowa, and surround him with the best running back, one offensive line or whatever. One of the three best tight ends, one of the best receiving calls, and he looks like a superstar. Right. That's my theory. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. That dude is, I don't know. You remember last year he, they were in the championship game and he had like torn multiple ligaments in his elbow. And was it him he, or was it Garofalo? I thought he was. It stuck. was all of, he was the third string quarterback and like Garoppolo went down and then the other guy went down and then Brock Purdy went on this crazy run where he won six games in a row or something. Right. And yeah. was playing and people were like, "Oh my god, this guy's amazing." But then he got injured and then they like 
I think it was like a, you know, hey, you can, like, they pulled some guy out of the stands to play in the championship game. And, like, in the first quarter, he got hurt and had to come out of the game. And then Brock Purdy played the rest of the game. And, he, like, he couldn't throw the ball. Like, there was no – he couldn't yeah. throw the ball more than five yards. And, and whoever they were playing, like, just fucking destroyed them. But you imagine you know, getting pulled out of the stands to quarterback your team and then you immediately get terribly injured? Yeah. But anyway, that was, you know, I don't, I don't think everybody does. You know, I think that that sort of thing is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just, I'm I think I think he's for real. But, I mean, Tom Brady was for real and he was a six-round draft pick also. Weirdly, I'm, right. I'm also wondering if nobody absolutely knows how to actually correctly value quarterbacks. Right, probably. But Tom Brady was successful in college, though. He was successful. And, and Brock Purdy had some success also at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Was, he wasn't like a an athlete. Nobody was impressed with his own. I don't know. Anyway, I don't hate Brock Purdy. I just think that we need to know more about value value of quarterbacks. Um, and then speaking of value of quarterbacks was uh, Lamar Jackson coming up short for the Baltimore Ravens because the Ravens oh, yeah. were favored against Kansas City in that game um, and kind of choked on that also. Wait, yeah, I picked the Chiefs too. Oh, good job. Always pick the red teams. Oh, that's your move? It works. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> the Chiefs now have a dynasty, right? I mean, this is... Did they win last year? I think they lost last year. They lost last year. Who won? Who won? Let's look it up because I know that the whoever Chiefs... beat the 49ers. I'll look it up. Keep going with your point so that well, we don't have any. Chiefs have been the four of the last five Super Bowls, and I believe they've won two. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age in the NFL, that's as dominant. The Chiefs won last year. Who did they beat? The Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Eagles have been there a couple of times. That was that was Kelsey versus Kelsey. Right. Yep. And then they made those really mean Campbell soup commercials about it. What were they mean? What was mean about them? <laughs> it's Campbell Soup starring Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, and their mom. And their mom is serving them chunky Campbell soup. And Travis Kelsey says something like, This tastes like a champion. Twice because he's won two Super Bowls. I think Jason Kelsey's only won one Super Bowl. Anyway, it's a convoluted story. But it's right. Travis Kelsey bullying his older brother because he's won more Super Bowls. Right. Uh yeah, the Chiefs have won two of four two of three Super Bowls, and this is the fourth one. And this is the fourth one. I yeah. believe so. So if they win this, this will be the third Super Bowl for this core of Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey. But it's a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl. Oh, shit. Yeah. Does that mean COVID's coming back? Yeah, I saw that on X also. <laughs> and then they got spanked yeah, by the Buccaneers. That was literally the last time I went out to the ball before COVID was that Super Bowl. Damn. About that. Yeah, so they got spanked by the Tampa Bay oh. in 2021, and then they didn't make it last year. The fight in then, the 80s. That's right. That was, yeah. The Buccaneers kicked their butts in the Super Bowl. I feel like Tom Brady has such like this mean streak in him that I honestly kind of respect. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you think he's cruel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, and people have been talking about how Patrick Mahomes might someday be the greatest quarterback of all time. And so Tom right. is like, I just need to destroy this guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That happened a couple times too in the in the AFC Championship in 2019 and maybe 2018 too. Right. People when the, with the Patriots against the Chiefs, right? Against the Chiefs, yeah. 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 Like fuck this sideshow Bob looking motherfucker. Right. <laughs> this Kermit the Frog sounding sideshow Bob looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Uh, um, so my hot take is we say one lead up back-to-back champions. Oh, yeah? They beat the Australis Orientalis in seven games. Um, and this is their 24th championship. Lead Damn. Champions. So I feel kind of bad that I'm basically like the guy who roots for the Yankees. Yeah, you, you know, are. I'm totally the guy who eats the. You're like the movie. you're like the Dutch guy that like <laughs> goes <laughs> goes to America, what spends a weekend in New York, and then is like a diehard. I have Yankees man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 I feel kind of bad for that, but I was really excited that at least they won. I also they've got such a complicated postseason system in that league. I still don't understand it. Because there's like only six teams in the and whole league and, and, five and, of and four of them make it or five of them make it. Yeah. And then they have a round robin round that lasts a really long time. Well, that's and, like soccer. Yeah, it's a lot like soccer. Yeah, that's probably why they do it, huh? It's like soccer. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have seven game series, so they beat the um, Australis Orientalis in seven games. They won the game seven, three to two, um, which is pretty cool. And now they've qualified for the Caribbean series. Yeah. I was just trying to read about before starting. I, I wasn't being very successful, but it starts tomorrow in Miami. Cool. You going? I want to really badly. <laughs> um, so I, I'm trying to look. So it's like the champion. Here you go. The winning team from each of the four professional baseball winter leagues in the Caribbean Baseball Confederation, Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Mexico. Plus a team from Nicaragua, a team from Panama, and a team from Curacao. Okay. The tournament opens with a round-robin format with every team playing each other over seven days of triple headers. That's crazy. That is crazy. Game times are 10.30 a.m., 3.30 p.m., and 8.30 p.m. It's only a nine-day event. Okay, starts on Thursday. Yeah. I need to go to Miami this weekend. Yeah, you might need to go to Miami this weekend. Yeah. Dominican Republic versus Nicaragua on Friday. DR versus Puerto Rico on Saturday night. That'd be a good game. Yeah. Hmm. And then the championship is next Friday. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Fuck life and responsibilities. I'm going to Miami this weekend. Yep. Anyway. All in the club. Exactly. In February also, I feel like that would be a really nice time to go to Miami. Like yeah, be warm. Yeah. Weather here hasn't been too bad. Like rainy lately after we had the sub-zero freezing temperatures last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been the weather's been weird here. Hot and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah. 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 
<clears throat> yeah, it's that transitional season. Lousy, well, we're not quite to lousy smoke weather, but kind of feels like it. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Once mud season starts coming into uh, its own, like it feels like we're getting there. Days are getting longer, though. I appreciate that. I know. It's noticeably sunnier. Yeah. Yeah, for the, yeah, exactly. That's the only... Like, I've talked about this before. This is really the most depressing season because I don't give a shit about the NFL. And right. I don't give a shit about college basketball at all. Mm-hmm. ESPN insists on shoving college basketball down my throat. I hate it. College football, too. Yeah, but at least I have a team that I, like, actively root for in college football. But here's Why the other- didn't you just root for the same team in college basketball? Because I don't know when they play, and they play all the time. And, like, it's the commercial. It's really the commercials that drive me mad. That ESPN is constantly like, Drake versus Drexel, Friday night, must-see TV. It's like, I don't give a shit. And these right. games don't matter. None of these games matter. Everybody goes to the 64-team tournament anyway. Not everybody. Only 64 teams. That's a lot. Well, considering how many universities there are, it's not really. I feel, I don't know. I I, I can't care about Ohio State versus Iowa in January when you know that Ohio State and Iowa are both going to be in the tournament anyway. Yeah, I, I feel like it should just be one team from each state, and it should be a, which should be a countrywide. I would like that. However, what, a fifty-team tournament is like one of the most awkward tournaments you could possibly have, because it's like DC fifty-one teams. Oh, that makes it even <laughs> even worse. <laughs> <laughs> We end up with like the top thirty-eight or something getting first round buys. Cause you need Yeah, all right. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Or you just have like Vermont playing Alaska. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that's happening. <laughs> uh, the old rivalry between Vermont yeah. and Alaska. Yeah. Although I feel like Alaska and Hawaii would have to play each other, probably. Probably, yeah. Like, you keep it regional. Right. You got, like, the Western Pacific region, the South, the Northeast, right. and the West. Make the Dakotas play each other. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you think are the 12 worst states at basketball? Vermont's actually pretty good because uh, UVM actually goes to the tournament semi-regularly well they've had success but it's because the division that they're like the conference that they're in is like vermont new hampshire maine um umass like williamstown or right uh, colonial Williamsburg, right the virginia military academy uri yeah Exactly. Colonial Williamsburg University. <laughs> um, Home of the fighting candle dippers. <laughs> it would have to be Alaska because the Dakotas at least have like North Dakota State and South Dakota State, which are decent. I think Montana is decent also. Right, but what about like uh, Idaho? Boise State. I mean, again, I'm going oh, by Boise State. Right, Boise. right. Boise State. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's the 12 worst teams. So, I mean, it's got to be 12 states. Yeah, it would be Alaska, Hawaii. Well, but see, Hawaii sometimes can be good. University of Hawaii sometimes is good. Yeah, but would you say they're one of the top 38 teams? No, of course not. Same with Vermont, I wouldn't say so. Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Maine. Delaware. Rhode Island and Connecticut are actually really good. 
because Providence is good. Really good, though. Connecticut is the best team in the country right now. Well, Connecticut, yeah. UConn. Providence. Forget about it. Providence is really good. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe Delaware. Delaware would be bottom twelve. Delaware, Delaware, not Michigan. Nope. But that'd be it. Would be fun because then it would be like, who's going this year to the tournament? Michigan or Michigan State? Like they can't right. both go. Yeah, they can't both go. They, yeah, there. There's gonna be only one. You know. Right. Yeah, that would be good. And then you'd have, yeah, those states. I'm trying to think of them like Kansas and. Kentucky would probably be the biggest one because you'd have either Louisville or Kentucky gets to go, but yeah. not both of them. And those are both every year top top schools. Right. But then, you know, what about California? There's got to be like There's a, a method. handful in California. Yeah. But, none, I mean, UCLA... UCLA, USC is a good basketball program, right? Traditionally, UCLA is like the best basketball program in California. In California. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about recently. That's where uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went and Bill Walton went and a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, a bunch of, bunch of other old-ass guys. Russell Westbrook, I guess. For what it's worth. Yeah. Anyway... I don't know. I I just am sick of college basketball. Um, yeah, but I'm telling you, if we could make it more competitive, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, uh, you would have like die-hard rivalries if it's like Kansas versus Kansas State, and right. only one of them gets to go to the tournament. Michigan versus Michigan, Michigan State versus Michigan State, and then it'd be yeah, UVM against right. nobody right. else. <laughs> Um, Bennington. Bennington. <laughs> 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 It'd be like in that Simpsons where where Krusty bets against the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> I thought the Commodores were due. He was standing there. Take the ball. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. That'd be a good one because it'd be Duke or UNC. North Carolina State, not bad. Wake Forest, also not bad. That's in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, too, would probably be good. Uh, between who? Pittsburgh and Penn State? I don't know. Temple and St. John's and St. John's and Philadelphia. I didn't know. I don't know. There's so many St. John's. Oh, yeah. I mm. thought the good basketball one was in. You probably right. I have no idea. Ohio would be competitive. Wisconsin would be really competitive because then you'd have uh, Marquette versus Wisconsin. Iowa would be competitive. Oh, Wichita State's in Kansas also. That would be fun. It's either Kansas, Kansas State, or Wichita State. That would be cool. I like this idea. I think it's good. And even states like Utah, okay? So, like, Utah's never yeah, had a dominant program, but you know that Utah and Brigham Young hate each other. And if they had to play each other for the right to go to the tournament and only one of them could go, that would be cool. I would like that. But then you've got like a million schools in Texas. How would that work? Only one. Only one. Yeah. Only one. There can be only one. Yeah. It's a Highlander style yeah. state <laughs> tournament. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, maybe we should pitch that. Yeah. Uh, we need to write a letter to the NCAA, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I love it. And while they're at it, put us in charge of corruption. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck you, Tennessee. Being corrupt. Being corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The state is fine. The college. It, something's going down. Um, all right. 
Sam, I have some questions for you about cool. uh, free agents because I a couple of moves have been made and I'm not sure what to make of them. The biggest one, and shout out to Thomas about this, is this Jorge Polanco to the Mariners trade. Right, I don't get it. I didn't get it at all, right? I was really confused by this. Like Jorge Polanco's good. good. Yeah. And How the, good? It's not that good. Like, it's pretty good. Right. Well, and the Twins, what are the Twins doing? The Twins... It seems are, like they gave up a lot to get him, though. Well, the Mariners did give up a lot to get him, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the Twins is supposed to be like, are are they figuring they're just going to win the weak-ass AL Central without Jorge Blanco? I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. I'm going to read. This is from the, the White Sox are in. White Sox are selling hard. And team is Cleveland. The only other. And they're not doing much, right? Right. Not that I know of. <laughs> so the Twins ended their largely dormant offseason by trading Jorge Polanco, a second baseman they considered expendable, for four players. Right-handed starter Anthony Descalafini, right-handed reliever Justin Topa, and two minor leaguers, outfielder Gabriel Gonzalez and right-hander Darren Brown. Bowen. They also received $8 million from the Mariners, making their net savings approximately $5.5 million. As the Athletics' Dan Hayes reported, President of Baseball Operations Derek Falby plans to infuse that money into the 2024 payroll, potentially making them even greater than four for one. Hmm. I, don't, I just don't know. This is really interesting. Like, both of these teams... Are in kind of a, a liminal space, like they they could go up or down, right? Oops. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. All right, who? It's I mean, it's still the Astros and the, Tex- the West and the Texas Rangers. and the Rangers, right. right? But the Rangers are like in a weird place this off season because sure. they're not really, they spent so much money the past few years and they just won the world series. They haven't done anything this year yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Am I wrong about that? Not that I'm aware of. I don't think you're wrong about that. And their TV station is one of the ones that's gone bankrupt. Although I think that that's Amazon just bought yeah. it. Right. What's happening. I read that that was mentioned about Seattle and Minnesota. That they're both in that situation too, and that's why they're trying to shed money. Right. So, but you Which, know, they also have Max Scherzer and Degrom going to be back at some point this season. So, for Texas, for Texas, yeah. So Polanco is a one-time All-Star. He has a career OPS plus of 111. Last year, he had an OPS That's pretty plus. pretty good. Yeah, 115 last year. He hit Last year, he hit 14 home runs, batted 255. Had a war of 2.0. Last year. Last year. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is his age 30 year. Yeah. But he's how long is he under contract for still? Ooh, I have no idea. That's a good question. It looks like the Mariners gave up two relievers mm-hmm. and two prospects for him. Polanco is under club control for two seasons. Hmm. The uh, Gabriel Gonzalez was their number three prospect. Right. That's a big one. Um, and 79th overall. That's not bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm really curious because I was looking at the AL West and I was getting depressed because you've got the Astros and the Rangers. The A's are going to be one of, if not the worst team in the league. And now you've got the sad sack Anaheim Angels who just lost Shohei Otani. So, and then the Mariners are going to be somewhere in the middle. Like right, you could right. have one or two really good teams, one or two really bad teams, and then what are the Mariners going to do? Right. Mariners will probably be competitive, I would imagine. I hope so. I mean, they got good pitching. Yes, they have very good pitching. And a good a good bullpen, good pitching, Julio Rodriguez, JP Crawford. Jorge Polanco. Now Jorge Polanco for which yeah. OPS 115 plus OPS plus one fifteen is very good. One eleven. I, I guess I, I want to even four guys up for him though. That's what right. that's what confuses me. He's not he, he's a one-time all-star. He's not a MVP he's very good, but he's not an MVP caliber player. What what do you expect him to do? Hit 25 home runs. That's what you want. Well, I mean, they gave him two major league relievers and two prospects and maybe they just are in a position to make that trade. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So we'll see. Um, the other one is your boy, Justin Gritty Turner. Gritty? Side. Gritty, going to Toronto. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on a deal that is half a million dollars less than what he would have made if he had opted into his deal with the Red Sox this season. Oh, shit. That's bad. Um, and it has performance bonus, like, built in that would bring it up to more if he hits all of his bonuses, but if he doesn't, then there it's performance and like, you know, staying healthy bonuses. So, Right. Was he healthy in Boston? For the most part. Yeah. He, you know, spent a little bit of time on the DL, but not much. Mm-hmm. Last year for the Red Sox, Turner batted 276, 345, 455 with 23 home runs in 146 games. That's yep. And 100 RBIs, don't forget. And the 100 RBIs. And he'll have, something. the Blue Jays will have Vladdy and those other dudes. They've got other guys. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette. Who am I forgetting? They lost, they lost Kevin Gaussman. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, I don't know who else. Oh, he's taking over. that Biggio? Kevin Biggio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's that good, though. <clears throat> well, good food, Tony. That sucks that he opted. He's taking less money to play for Toronto than he could have for Boston. Yeah. It's funny that the Dodgers are the only team that seems to have money this year. Yeah. Like yeah. no one else is spending money. Do you think there'll be a late stage when we get to spring training? I don't know. I was wondering about that. You know, Tim Anderson still doesn't have a job. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. Someone should give him a show me deal. I, I think so. I want. I don't. I don't think the Red Sox have room for him now. The name that have... floated was the Miami Marlins. Uh huh. I could see I that. I don't think. I think we have enough light hitting middle infielders right. now. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs a light hitting middle infielder with off? off-field issues. Uh, uh, I love that guy. Um, 
the other news I wanted to mention was the White Sox may or may not be in negotiations for a new stadium. With the city of oh, I heard about that. Yeah. To move them out of the south side. They would technically still be on the south side. They would move north about a mile to the south loop. Uh-huh. To the corner of Roosevelt and Clark. So they'd be much... You Yeah, you've been to White Sox Stadium. They would be much closer to downtown than they are now. But they would stay right. south, south, southwest of downtown. Right. Right on the border of Chinatown, I think. Sick. I know. It could be really cool. And, of course... Didn't they just build a new stadium, though? Your stadium's well, not old. The stadium is... 30 years old now. Really? Yeah. Because that's what I thought, too. It was like, we just built this stadium. Um, and I want to say it is from the 90s. Ninth, yeah, it opened in 1991. Huh. So that's 33 years ago. Yeah, but that's still not that. I mean, in ballpark years... Right. Fenway, yeah. Fenway Park's 100 well, you've years got old. Fenway, Rig- I mean, you know, you've got Fenway, Wrigley, and then you've got Dodger Stadium, which was built in the 60s. And after that... I think Kauffman Stadium is next, isn't it? Yeah, and they're going to tear Kauffman Stadium down, too. They, they are? I think so. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I think the Royals are in. in uh, oh no, play- that opened in '73. Kaufman did. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. It's nice. I want to go there. I have not been there. I really want to. It's cool. It's a cool bar ballpark. Yeah. It feels a little bit like maybe it's minor league ballpark, but it's cool. I could see that. <clears throat> uh, eh. this headline from November 9th, twenty three. A new Royal Stadium will be expensive. Fixing a crumbling Kauffman Stadium will be too. So, anyway, so a lot of people were really excited about the White Sox possibly having a new stadium. I would be excited uh-huh. about it. Um, I wish, though, that I would rather they build a new stadium at the site that they're at uh, than move to the South Loop. I know that's what they did in the 90s anyway, but... Um, but isn't the reason they want to build a new stadium is to not yeah, have like, it where it is? The thing about I've Gary, been to that stadium. It's plenty nice. Like Yeah, and it's right know, on the interstate. What they, they want to get it off that... <coughs> yeah. Where it's at. It's actually a nice neighborhood. But it's got a bad reputation. Right. I thought that they wanted it to... I thought that they wanted it to be moved out of that neighborhood. I thought that was the point. That's what I read on the internet. I, yeah, I think there's something to that. I think you're right. I, I mean, the other. I would rather them move to a different location in Chicago than move to the suburbs, which has also been discussed. Angel Stadium, 1966. Really? I would not have guessed that. That's fascinating. Dodger Stadium, 1962. Kauffman Stadium, 1973. Yeah. Then the Coliseum, 1966. That's about to go away. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Um. The what was I looking at? Toronto Blue Jays Rogers Center, nineteen eighty nine. Really interesting. Yeah, and that's it. Everything else is nineteen ninety or later. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh? There's only one ballpark built in the eighties. One in the seventies. One in the eighties. That's it. Shitload in the nineties. Yeah, there was a big boom in the nineties. Well, this uh, park, even if it goes through, won't be ready until 2030, they assume. So, still a ways out there. But Really? Yeah. 
That's could be, yeah. Could be cool. It's probably right around when the Red Sox will be contending again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and maybe the White Sox too. Maybe the White Sox too. Who knows? I got I have no no high hopes whatsoever. Yeah, you guys really whew. We fucked it up. It seemed, we it seemed like you had a real it up. a couple of years ago we were all calling the White Sox to like this year. This year they should have won a World Series. Yeah. Last year. Well last year, yep. They fucked it up, man. They hired Tony LaRusa and they fucked it up. Yeah, that's true. That's what happened. Yep. One hundred percent. Anyway, I'm still going to go to some baseball games this year, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the one thing. If they move uh, guaranteed rate field, for me, it's at a really convenient spot because I can just get on the interstate and get off the interstate. It's like right. a straight, straight shot, almost literally a straight line from my house to, to, to 110 miles to guaranteed rate field. Yeah. I just pull off the interstate, park, and walk up to the stadium. It's pretty sweet. That's the move. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if, if they do move closer to downtown, they could have the opportunity to do that. Hey, now we're in, like, a shopping area, you know, shopping and bars so that everyone can just hang out after the game kind of thing. Right. Or you before don't, the game. Or before the game, right? You don't really get that. You, you, you know, we went to White Sox games where largely it's everybody take the red line, get off. Okay, game's over. Everybody get back on the red line. Right. Uh, and that's kind of that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. Yeah. But since then, I've hung out. There are good, good like restaurants and bars in walking distance from Guaranteed Rate Field. Right. You kind of have to find them. Could have fooled me. Or, or already know that they're there. I guess that's the issue. Really? They don't I, do a good job of like... Oh, man. What? I don't know. It's just kind of a tough... For the area around there to lose that business. Yeah, that is, I would I would be worried about that, definitely. Like that would be very bad for the area. And that area needs the help, right? Because I, I think so. Or or am I just playing into the stereotype that the internet Well, I mean no, I mean yeah, it needs the help, but like it's not that bad. Right. Um, Not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Well, 31st Street isn't, you know, 58th Street. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, what are the good places? Wait, so if you walk a little bit to the west on Halstead, there's a bunch of stuff. There's tacos, wings and wings, uh, Italian eatery. There's one ball, but see, there's one ball I'm trying to find that now I can't even find, and I'm looking at it on Google Maps. Maybe it's closed. Yeah, maybe it's closed. <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> there it is, the cork and carry, Turtles Bone Grill. Yeah, there's stuff. I kind of would... What? Right, right, on, right on the other side of the parking lot. Oh. Yeah. How come we never went there? Exactly, because I didn't know it was there when we went there in 08 or whenever that was. I've been there since then a couple of times. It's good. We should go back before they close. <laughs> Permanently. Yeah. Although it would be sick to like go get a shitload of dim sum and then roll into the ballpark. Yes. Yeah. That I think is a great idea. That I'm not mad at. Right. Oh yeah. I'm looking cuz the park that they would put the the stadium in is called 
Ping Tom Park, and oh. it's right next to Ching Chang. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Q I N G X I A N G. That's pretty much Ching Chang. Yuan dumplings, uh, the Ming Hin cuisine, the Jiang Niu barbecue house. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That would be oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Go to Chinatown and then walk to the stadium. Basically, they would be moving from 33rd Street to 18th Street, if that makes any sense. It not, no, I don't know anything about but they Chicago, move, so. right, that's 15 blocks north. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, it's still a lot. Uh, you know, the city of Chicago, famously not corrupt. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. The Chicago White Sox, famously well-managed. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. <clears throat> They're famously the opposite of all of those things. Right. <laughs> I wonder. I, thought that, was, I um, thought that was a nice place to catch a game, though. It just seems like seems like it would be stupid to get rid of that stadium. Right. And what's going to go there if you leave? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Kauffman Stadium, I liked a lot and would be bummed if they shut it down. But I could see that more because that kind of had like the amenities of Fenway Park without the charm, you know, uh -huh. if that makes any sense. Yeah, that, sounds, that, that, there, that there weren't really any amenities. That, but, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like two bad things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they do have a lot of fountains there, which are cool. Okay. And they're right off the interstate too, right? Yes, the Midwest. I mean, yeah. everything's off the interstate. I guess so, but that's one thing that if, if the White Sox move, they wouldn't be literally right off the interstate. And they'd be closer yeah. to downtown and all the tourism of downtown. Although they right. would be right next to the train yard. That's kind of weird. That could be actually kind of cool if you designed it, right? You could just watch like all the cattle trains pull into Chicago to get butchered by <laughs> your cheeseburgers. That's like uh, at City Field, which was right next to that massive car junkyard. You remember that? No. <laughs> really? You don't remember that? We, you would, I you never went go to, no, I never went to City Field. Yeah, we went to City Field. I have not been to City Field. Really? Uh-huh. That's right next to Chinatown. Yeah, we should go. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. I think we've been. I'm pretty sure we've been. I've never been to Queens with you. Well, yes, I have. But only a trip. Because you could go to the up into the right field bleachers and look out of the stadium, and there's like this massive car graveyard, and you could see like them like picking up cars and crushing them. Cool. From the stadium. They cleaned it all up. It's not they don't it's not there yeah. anymore. That's too bad. And I imagine they'll probably put in some sort of, you know, tourist, you know, bars and shops and right. village or whatever. Right. No, well, maybe no. they'll expand Chinatown. Yes. Never been to City Field, never been to Yankee Stadium. I need to figure out a way to get to go to Yankee Stadium and not have to go to a Yankee game. I'm not sure how to do that. We just got to go to a Yankees-White Sox game. I think that might be the worst of both worlds. And then well, I just get into fights. Yeah, well, I mean, why else are you going to Yankee Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> just across, I don't know, just cross it off my list. I guess. I don't know. It's not high on my list. I'd rather go to Kauffman Stadium. I'd rather go to City Field. Uh, City Field is nice. Yeah. I'd rather go to, I guess, Rogers Center. In Toronto? Yeah. Interesting. 
I don't know. I would like to go to all 30 ballparks. I think I'm at 16 right now. That's cool. That's probably more than me. I've been putting the effort in the last couple of years. Uh, uh, I, I haven't been to the Oakland Coliseum. Haven't been. You better to, get there this year, though. Exactly, they're gonna tear it down. <laughs> I, what's up with that? Have you been following that? Uh, not in a while. I mean, it sounds like they thought they had a deal with Vegas, but I don't think they do. I think what I think, what I read is that they they still have a deal with Vegas, but. It's like they're not going to be able to build a park in time for them to, because um, they they only have this season in Oakland at the Coliseum, mm-hmm. and they're not going to have a stadium next year in Las Vegas, right? And so, and the city of Oakland is like, no, yeah. you can't stay here another year if you don't stay here. Like, if you're going to leave, get the fuck out. Um. And Las Vegas is like, no, you can't build a stadium there. Like, you can't build a stadium. You can't build that stadium on that land. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. The, oh, the owners of the athletics suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Moral of that story. Yeah. Uh, athletics are maybe my least favorite ownership at the moment. Uh, um, speaking of which, did you see that the Orioles sold? Yeah, we got it. What? No, they did. The Orioles sold. The, the family sold the Baltimore Orioles. When? Like today. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to call Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. They, that, the family drama is over. A uh, new ownership for the Angelos family has sold the, the team to private equity billionaires. Yay. Mm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 42 minutes ago. Oh, that just happened. Yeah, didn't they, just happened. Didn't they say that they would never do that? Well, the whole thing was that the one brother was fighting the rest of the family for ownership. That the dad, the dad had expressed like publicly, when I die, sell the team. And the one son who was the principal owner was like, no, I'm not going to sell the team. I'm not going to sell the team. But no, he did. Because he realized he couldn't afford to keep it. Huh. John, John Angel Angelos said he wouldn't sell the team, but now he is. And he got sued by his brothers over control of the team. Right. But that got dropped. Right, right. Huh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll get the scoop on that. We can talk about it next time. Yeah, let's talk about that next week. There's a lot going on, and uh, especially, yeah, there's a big, big moment in Baltimore Oriole history. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. Fuck yep. that guy. Yep. Uh, uh-oh, Thomas is texting us. Um, all right. Let's hop off. Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. Let's maybe next week do a uh, Super Bowl menu planning episode. Those are always fun. Yeah. Uh, I made some minestrone soup this weekend, which was ooh, fucking wow. out of control. Good? So good. Nice. And I always used to hate minestrone soup because I yeah. think usually it's not good. But I made some, and it was so yeah. good. I, okay, yeah, you'll have to share that with me because I always feel like I'm eating minestrone soup and I'm wishing I was eating different soup. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. It's vegetarian. 
Yeah, it would be better with chicken in it. I don't think so. Okay. It's got beans. It's got beans in it. Beans are good. I like and, and pasta. Yes. Too it's bad. pretty hearty. Yeah. Okay. And I put and I put squash in mine too. Oh, nice. It was good. It was really good. good. And not that. Oh, I put chicken stock in it. Okay. It wasn't so vegetarian. That just makes it not vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't vegetarian. <laughs> That's like the I, didn't any, I didn't have any vegetable stock. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a vegetarian. I, don't I know, but then, yes. <laughs> then your vegetarian friends can't eat it, and then your meat-eating friends are like, Where's, there's no meat. No, you would have liked it. It was okay. good. All right. Sweet. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Please uh, subscribe, rate, like on your listening applications. Follow us on X at DumpUmp2005. You can follow us on all your other social media applications at Dump on the Ump. That includes Instagram, uh, Threads, TikTok, I don't know, Blue Sky, I guess. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, we will talk to you again one more time before the Super Bowl. Oh, and Puppy Bowl. We also have to do a Puppy Bowl preview. Um, for Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.